Oh, over this past weekend, my daughter was telling me that on Netflix, she's been watching this like Jeffrey Dahmer biopic series. Ooh. And that like, you know, that like raised an eyebrow. Like, what? Like, why are you watching this over here? And it, it kind of like brought up this fear that I have. This it's it's like an irrational fear, right? We all have these. Mm-hmm. And and it's just like I have this fear that someone's gonna cut me up and eat me. Mm. But that's not like where the fear is. My fear is that like then one day a Netflix executive is gonna be like, you know what? We should reenact that. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> we should hire Adrian Brody or something to like reenact that scene so that, you know, the, the, the my loved ones can just, you know, experience it all they want on demand. Exactly. That's what all the victims really want is to re-see it Mm -hmm. or other families want to re-see all this stuff all over again. It's like, do you want to relive your trauma, but this time with a very handsome actor? Zac Efron? (laughs) With Zac Efron himself? (laughs) In a movie that makes him out to be the victim? Interesting. (laughs) Also, you Metallica fans out there, why don't you you swing on by? You might might see a, a certain lead singer here. Interesting. That's right. Was he in there? I don't remember. Uh, now. Well, not the Jeffrey Dahmer one. Who's what, what's what's the killer that the the Zac Efron one was about? Ted Bundy. Ted Bundy. Yeah. He. They, yeah. Um, what's his name? James Hetfield played like the cop that um, oh. arrested him or something. I thought it was something. I thought that he was in something else, but that's fine. Yeah. I mean, I didn't see it because I'm not a maniac. <laughs> I watched the whole thing. Oh, and fun. I was like, that was awesome. <laughs> Everybody's like, he was so charming. You know what we should do since I'm a 18 year old girl? I'll go hang outside of his courtroom and hope for the best because mm-hmm. I'm an idiot. <laughs> I can change him. <laughs> He's so charming. He smiles. It's how, how could he hurt anybody, really? He'd never hurt me. I'm an 18 year old. <laughs> so people in the 70s and 80s were stupid we've already come to uh well i mean in the uh, 2020s are pretty stupid too yes they are but not when it comes to murderers yes we're all smart when it comes to murderers <laughs> uh yeah I, i'll never understand this like romanticization of like famous serial killers and stuff so you know kind of raise an oh, eyebrow no. when my daughter was like yeah i'm watching the jeffrey Dahmer series i'm like hmm. it's incredible I like the 80s. <laughs> Everybody Adam, was so blurry back then. Anyway. <laughs> Adam, I literally haven't spoke to you in like two weeks, man. Two where, solid weeks. Where have you been? Last Sunday doesn't count. Like, there was nothing to discuss about last Sunday that we <laughs> no. we needed to discuss. And because it like it didn't happen. Yeah. I, just, I, I had this weird fever dream, though, about this awful football game. <laughs> I don't know. It, it seems like a shared experience. I, I, I don't know. But like, that was just a weird dream I had. I might there have been tripping so many, on shrooms or something. I don't know. There were so many gorgeous buff men with flowing blonde, sandy blonde hair, just mm-hmm. running around, crashing into each other, pulling their groins all mm-hmm. over the field. Oh, man. I mean, you had this, we had the same dream. It was interesting. Roughly. I and think we, it might have been like something that we might have seen on TV and then like shared a dream together. I don't know. It was weird. And then we and we just watched it from above like we were we were angels, just enjoying <laughs> the, 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 the beauty 
of the of of the groin pulling. <laughs> I know, like some <laughs> some sort of Los Angeles Angels or something. Right? Oh, Something's all go. coming together, right? It I don't know what's going on. Yeah, it was but, interesting. Yeah, I haven't seen you in a while. <laughs> how 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 did your stomach do after those veggie nuggets? Oh, the probably the worst things I've ever put in my mouth yet. Uh, I mean, my stomach was fine, but my taste buds are still recovering. Okay, they're off. Sorry, sorry to hear that. That that place needs some better food. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, no, I know. I got. I had some good luck last year with the 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 veggie chili that I had, and like I should have just stuck with that. Mm-hmm. Oh well. Well, I'm sorry. Just, just like the Los Angeles Chargers, you can't win them all. You can't win them all. But today. <laughs> 24 to 7 uh, in the second quarter that they are beating the Houston Texans. Oh, cool. So that's I mean, the world the, the world should beat the Texans. Uh Beto O'Rourke, <laughs> you know. Beto O'Rourke will beat the leader of the Texans. The world should beat the Texans. Well, they're pretty bad this year. That's but, true. <laughs> yeah. But the Chargers are looking like a better team, which is nice. Yeah. So anyway, folks, we are back. We are doing another episode. Uh, we're doing a double dose today of a track-by-track review. Two albums uh, from recent weeks that uh, we are eager to discuss and talk about and listen with, uh, along with you guys. And, you know, recommend if you haven't checked them out yourself. Today, we're going to be talking about Color Decay by The Devil Wears Prada that came out on September 16th. And, of course, last week's album the hum goes on forever by the wonder years go check out the wonder years retrospective episode that we did uh, a few weeks ago it should be their most recent episode on the podcast feed of the show uh but uh yeah we haven't recorded in a while because uh, uh or i guess last week because uh yeah adam and i uh just fucked around and didn't do anything like we just said uh we no. don't need to talk about it uh, we don't need to relive that on. day. <laughs> we live in the now. We live in the now these days. Adam, I would love to talk about it with you, but oh, we just have no time today. We're so busy. No. no. Let's jump right into decaying <laughs> colors, please. <laughs> no. Let's jump into some other albums before we get into Color Decay, because you know we've got two track-by-track reviews we're going to do. Uh, we might just breeze over some of these. We might utilize them. I don't know what we're going to call it, but uh, I mean, yeah, September 16th was a busy release day. Uh, Adam, anything that stands out to you besides Color Decay? Not really. There's nothing really to report on that side of things. Well, what else did you listen to? (laughs) Asphalt Meadows from uh, Death Cab was what was an album that exists in in the world Mm -hmm. and No Devotion was another album that exists in this world. Yeah, that's about <laughs> all we have to say about that. I mean, they're they're fine. Like uh, at least for Asphalt Meadows, like I wrote down the songs uh, "Here to Forever," "Here to Forever," and "Wheat Like Waves." Those are kind of the highlights uh, of, of that album for me. Uh, I True. haven't really revisited though that album much this past week uh, because I much rather listen to some other good stuff uh uh yeah same same thing with no devotion with no oblivion i'm like yeah this this, there's there's nothing really keeping me here uh i I enjoy listening to jeff again but ah okay uh and i and uh (laughs) may we never get to this point with brian fallon where we're just like oh i like listening to brian fallon but Okay. <laughs> yeah, like we've we've heard these before, Brian Fallon. You got anything else in your pocket? Uh, but uh, Tri- Trip de More uh, by Black Audio 
I listened to it oh, twice. Yeah. Well, you um, must not have enjoyed it too much then. <laughs> Maggie Lindman with her album Sucker Punch. This was an uh, album that was recommended to us by one of our friends over in Discord. Never heard of this artist before. Uh, just kind of was taken aback, if I will, by <laughs> her physical presence i guess we'll put it that way uh hmm. but outside of that uh her album sucker punch which is her debut album she's been around for a little while releasing singles and uh, a couple of eps here and there but uh adam you checked out this album as well what did you think i'm only i'm only five listens in and i was just excited to see she's bisexual i mean that just makes my day Wait so, a, minute. Um, a, a young attractive what a, a musical artist what? female musical artist is bisexual bisexual yeah. it's right there on their wikipedia page i hope someday my wikipedia page updates my sexuality as mm-hmm. frequently as they can but anyway I just want, like i just if you ever have a, a wikipedia page i want every paragraph no matter what the no matter what the uh subject matter is just talk about your bisexuality yes or my <laughs> my my non-sexuality Wait, oh your asexuality no what is it called when you're straight is it just zero o sexuality? <laughs> Cisgendered male? <laughs> Cisgendered straight white man. I just want uh, your, you, I want your career section to have that. I want your yes. early life section to have that. Yes. Your influences. <laughs> As a cisgendered is... <laughs> heterosexual man. <laughs> He's only influenced by other such men. <laughs> um, so yeah, I mean, you know, this is again a twenty-four-year-old girl making making albums about being sad all the time and it's pretty sexy and I'll, I'll tell you more about my perception on it next week, but Kellen Quinn is apparently on track 14. I didn't realize that until right now. Yeah. There was a slight little like uh, vocal change, I guess. Uh, Get him, Maggie. Get him. <laughs> <laughs> but the, yeah, uh, he's just in and out like super quick on the song. Like, how could you do this to me? But uh, yeah, it's, 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 it's a very uninspired uh, uh, feature. Vocal feature yeah so whatever uh, i mean like i i've been checking this out all week uh, and i and i while i enjoy it uh i am kind of sad to say that like maggie lindman as an artist doesn't really have anything interesting to say uh at least from my no. perspective it's just sort of like it feels more image than yeah substance style yeah. and substance it's just kind style of like wise, she's incredible don't get me wrong yeah but. i love the <laughs> alt rock kind of pop punk a little bit of punk rock kind of elements that are throughout the songs so it's enjoyable to listen to but as far as like lyrical content and stuff it just feels like she's following the trends of her peers of talking about like hey i'm sad i think uh <laughs> I'm, I like this girl, but she's got a boyfriend. Oh my yeah, God, she's got a boyfriend, you know. So yeah, but what, she shouldn't. She shouldn't because I'm bisexual. Me, just like you should be, America. I mean, just like we all are. Your, man, but there's but, there, there's a few good tracks on here. I definitely like oh, yeah. my my first listen. Listen, I know I was just like really, really. That's exactly where my my brain went. But as I've listened to it more, I'm just like okay, there's some good hooks on here. I can't deny that. Yeah, yeah. It's like I said, it's an enjoyable album and it's not very long. It's, you know, it's about 35, 40 minutes roughly. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, it. Be, I, I think we can easily give this a, a recommendation on our, on our end, but uh, don't expect lyrically for this to like change your mind and your worldview and stuff. And then I guess and one more thing. She's opening for My Chemical Romance. 
That's true. Right, right now. Well, October yeah. 6th to the 9th. I think so right almost. now is uh, Taking Back Sunday. So they're doing like select dates of like different opening acts. Uh, but yeah, so that, I mean, that's cool. She's opening for arguably one of the biggest rock bands in the world. So good for her, man. Like uh, I hope to see more from her in the future, but I hope to, I hope the further along that we check her out that like lyrically she reaches deep inside of her and like really finds something to say that's meaningful, you know, because right. otherwise I'm just going to like think of her music as kind of disposable. Mm-hmm. You know? There's kind of a, a Halsey element here and there. Yeah. But and eventually like there. Halsey, Halsey got there. Like eventually, like if you kind of look right. back at Halsey's, uh, early albums like there was hints of like her personality traits and like the things that she personally struggles with here and there but like she got more and more comfortable with that as her career went on and like by manic like it was really apparent that like oh this is who halsey is and this is the music she wants to share with people so maybe maggie has it in her i don't know but uh, just only only time would tell but you know i'm excited to check uh maggie lindemann in the future something like that yeah. I, I don't know what's go- i don't know what's going on here absolutely but, uh, <laughs> uh, but uh yeah that's about it so yeah busy september 16th and then that kind of leaves us now with uh color decay by the by the devil wears prada oh my god but adam i, I i've got the train schedule in front of me here um, oh it's a busy chugga, chugga. It's chugga, a busy chugga. day, and like it looks like we're gonna it have is. like multiple stops this uh, uh, for this week, man. Like, but uh, let me know if you can hear anything coming my way because I got my my luggage all ready to go. I'm ready to hop on this train. Chugga um, chugga, chugga oh. chugga. Oh, chugga is, chugga. Is is that it? Chugga, Do I hear it chugga. on the way right now? Huh? Oh my god, <laughs> Adam! Look, look in the horizon. Oh, it's oh a new album breakdown. That's as far as my headphones would reach. <laughs> <laughs> the well Devil said. Wears Prada are back, baby. Well, they were back in 2019. And that's luckily, right. they're still here. Absolutely. So yeah, uh, I'm glad that they kind of, you know, uh, followed up on 2019's The Act, one of our favorite albums of that year. Uh, really took us by surprise how great that album was, you know? Mm-hmm. It, it really was because uh, I had written this band off since the uh, torture of the previous two albums before that. <laughs> Transit Blues was a return to form in the worst ways that <laughs> possible, in my opinion. I don't remember. I don't remember anything about that album, like one bit. I, never I remember would go back the to album to art, but that's about it. <laughs> <laughs> interesting. Yes. Yeah. So I'm band... glad this band seems to be making progress now where that progress is coming from i guess is yet to be determined mm. but we'll, maybe we'll find out but maybe it's all them we'll, we'll just have to wait and see yeah absolutely and uh you know it, it, very excited going into color decay too because you know the the act really breathe a new life to this band at least from our perspective you know like adam said we had pretty much written this band off and you know after the act they kind of did a z2 the mighty zucks uh, EP that we could take or leave, right? <laughs> kind of an right. eleven Z2 year was was not worth it. What all? I, I don't... Yeah, it, it, I guess maybe looking back in hindsight too, that may, I, I kind of feel like maybe that was just kind of a 
hear older fans that refuse to move on with us. Here's your fucking right. Z2. Leave us alone. Right. Like we started working on it before the act and scrapped it. And, but I guess we'll still put it out there because it was yeah. only four tracks, right? It wasn't that long. Maybe five. Uh, I haven't re-listened to it. So don't ask me. Don't ask me really hard questions today. <laughs> it took, I remember it taking a long time to get through. That's that was my yeah. only memory. <laughs> Longer than it needed to be. And I, I, I the exactly. only thing I remember about it is that like Mike, like screams your daughter's name really loud. <laughs> I know. And I'm like, that's about it. That's all I, that's all I got from Z2. Right. That's, that's all I remember too. And then I yeah. scream it down the hallway to her. <laughs> so thankfully this isn't another return to form. Like, you know, color decay was very, very much following up uh, where the act left off. And uh, you know, we, and, and I've got some cool things to say about it. And hopefully you guys have been checking it out as well for the last couple of weeks. If you haven't, then uh, hopefully you're in for a good surprise as we uh, listen along. Uh, but uh, Adam, are you all set to go? I'm ready. We tried to get this you know, to sync up on, on our end before the show started, and we failed massively because I guess we are both technologically illiterate. But, uh, <laughs> but <laughs> Maybe uh, me. Uh, it might be on your end. I don't know, but uh, we'll figure it out sometime in the future. But we're going to sync this up on our end, folks. Uh, Adam, if you're ready to go, we can get started in Dude. three, two, one this is track one exhibition slow build up i love me a good slow build baby so yeah you wonder again about a band changing for the better so well and where that comes from it's like mm -hmm. it's like a pitcher on in baseball doing really poorly and then all of a sudden at age 37 is like the greatest pitcher in baseball and you're just like <laughs> what's going on here what's 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 helping here i don't know do you think another pitcher might be helping that first pitcher right to be a better right. pitcher <laughs> right it's almost like the plot has thickened but anyway <laughs> where are you reading this by the way i'm this is all this is all in my brain Oh, okay. This is all just my speculation brain, on your house? On your, my on your brain behalf? has... There's a lot going on in my brain, I've come to learn. But no, this is where cool. I'm, I'm, I'm going with. Absolutely. But again, good, good choruses. The hooks are all there. The heavy factor is there. Like, where was this in the, in the 20-teens? They, they, they just needed to grow up, man. I know. How old are they now? Uh, probably my age. Your does age? Mike Kernica have a Wikipedia page? I don't know. No, he does not. Only Giuseppe Gapulupu. Oh, does. he's my favorite member. I know, but he, his birth date is not on it. Okay, so well, I'm going to assume, it. especially since they've been around since 2005, uh, probably mm -hmm. earlier, that like they're probably around my age. It's a good song. It is a great song. song, great way to set up the rest of the album. And, you know, I, I know I checked out a couple of the, the, the singles beforehand, but uh, it's good to know that, like, once you hit play on this album you're really looking forward to, uh, you know, that's follow-up to an album that you really enjoy in a direction mm -hmm. that you very much enjoy, that, right. it's, that there's that sense of relief that's like, okay, cool, I can enjoy the other, how many, 12 tracks of this, of this album. I think I'm going to like this. Right. And that is true. So, so lyrically, though, 
not much to say about like this album uh, or this song there are some emotionally heavy moments a little bit later this just seems to be like oh man determination <laughs> that's about it mm-hmm. should but, we move uh, on to let's salt move on. let's move on in three two one mm, salty <laughs> this is one of the singles of course uh and yes. a very successful single that i remember seeing this getting posted uh throughout the social media stuff that i have and man what a great song it's one of the standouts that's for sure absolutely great my pick is is 33 years old hey look at that okay. good for him no longer 25 <laughs> and also like throughout the albums uh, of the past you know we've listened to all of them at this point and I don't know if it's a production thing or a mixing thing but like Mike so this right here yes building up into a soft chorus here mm. at the beginning that's that's unique I'm like yeah. that, that 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 can't be them. That's that, that that's an outside entity helping right there. <laughs> Why won't you just give this band credit? You know, <laughs> because they've never done anything that cool before. But then maybe again, it's time, Adam. Maybe it's time. They haven't been 33 before. Oh, that's so. true. That's true. <laughs> 33 is when you get all your creative juices. Believe right. me, I I haven't been creative in a while. But. Uh, <laughs> But the, yeah, so, this, the, yes. the music composure-wise, like this is definitely one of the most unique songs they've ever written in their career, uh, save for some of the great songs on the act as well. But uh, man, where where was this? Where did this all come from? Like mm-hmm. maybe maybe you're right to be suspicious, but uh, maybe you know they're letting go of all of the um, you know past expectations of who this band used to be and the music they used to write and are just choosing to kind of reinvent themselves in a positive way. I'd like to believe that. I really would. So I'm just going to have to go with it and accept it. Yeah. Because this was a good song. It was the first single. It was well done. Yeah, absolutely. This is just a song about like, hey, I sometimes I... I, I feel like fighting and oh yeah there's nothing yeah. there's nothing to go deeper with with <laughs> with the with the lyrics here we don't yeah. do that in a in a devil wears prada album except maybe one song 25 <laughs> <laughs> we're not there yet <laughs> oh sorry <laughs> yeah great single great like great great placement of this song too like right after the you know tra- track two i feel like this song is perfect because again it gets you gets you motivated to continue mm. listening to it great great pick as a single uh let's go to move on to All track right. three in three two one watchtower so it looks like jonathan Goering, who plays the keyboardist and programming is the producer on this album oh the production is very clean it's not I like, it's I like nothing it. nothing seems to be buried nothing seems to be you know uh, no, nobody's overshadowing one another Mike Karanika's voice isn't weird because there's definitely albums and I was I, I touched upon this earlier like there's definitely albums where he sounds really weird like that weekend he <laughs> lost his voice and but he was forced to scream still well he's 33 now yeah so he's it's okay the strongest he's ever been <laughs> not too bad not too shabby and i think it's good to have the producer be in the band i just 
I always think that's a good thing. It's kind of yeah. like Jordan Fish doing the production for Bring Me the Horizon. Great point. Just yeah. makes sense. Yeah, I mean, who would know better than what this of what the band wants to sound like than a member of the band? You know. But you know, some band, some musicians don't have that ear, right? So you know, it, whatever works for each band uh, is what's best. We're not in the Devil Wears Prada, but you know, it works good for them. Yeah, again, another another good song, another catchy song. I it doesn't. I like that it has a bit of a odder song structure. Uh, it's just kind of like a just a bunch of lyrics going through not be much of a verse chorus verse chorus kind of structure but it, it's good i like it i do too this is a good starting point for anybody who hasn't listened to this band yeah this is a great album just to jump right into you don't really need to go to the the rest especially pre-2019 you know no twenty ten was a good year yeah 2010 was a good year maybe go to <laughs> plagues if you're if you're feeling saucy no no <laughs> <laughs> All right, moving forward to track Quattro. Yeah, you might be you might be hearing a theme going forward. Is that like the song is good, but I don't have much to say about it from a no. lyrical standpoint, which is a it's, shame. It's metalcore. What are, what are you gonna do? Jump into metalcore lyrics and like have a <laughs> deep spiritual moment with them? It just no. It's just that is a very very rare thing, you know. It's like, right. <laughs> but uh, yeah, unfortunately, we're not gonna get that at this album. But let's move on to track four in three two one noise which thankfully this isn't this isn't just blinding noise it does sound like a previous track it sounds like salt but that's okay (laughs) a little bit it's got almost that same bpm and cadence as salt Mm -hmm. so I don't know. Like it's it's just a good thing that they kind of created a new formula for themselves with the act, mm-hmm. and this one seems to be picking up where that formula left off. It's a little less experimental than the act, though. Perhaps, so yes. It, 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 judging this base or judging this right up against the act, I would definitely go lean more towards the act personally. This is how mm-hmm. my music taste goes, but this is still like a good follow-up i just kind of wish they would go a little bit more experimental with their sound because you know the at, at this point there's a lot of peers of theirs that kind of sounds like this you know you brought up the plot in you which maybe a certain i just said plot. I, don't know, I don't know what you're talking about i just said the plot is thickening oh <laughs> yeah 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 that band too but but, <laughs> but uh, yeah there's other bands that kind of like have this progressive metalcore sound and they're kind of blending in a little bit with this album but at least the song writing the song structures the 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 the, 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 the catchiness of the choruses are still standing out a little bit more like it, it's elevated just slightly above those other bands that they're blending into but i don't know i i want them to go a little bit more experimental mm-hmm. i think that I, I think they've reached their peak and we're, we're probably not gonna get too much more experimental than this do you feel like they're plateauing? I feel like the act was the most experimental thing we were going to get. Mm. And now they're just going to keep on trying to recreate that. And then by two more albums, we'll be sick of it. That is definitely a valid fear, <laughs> especially for a band like this that would 
you know, that has kind of had new life breathed into them, right? They just kind of became stale right. pretty much right around Dead Throne. Um, but, and then, they, and then we forgot about them for like eight years and then they breathed new life into their sound and now they're trying to maybe recapture that sound with their new fans. Um, I, I love this bridge, dude. It's pretty cool. I love it. Ooh, right there. Drop it, baby. Woo! Nice. It's a They're fun doing... album to listen to. Yeah. That's for sure. Absolutely. Well, let's move on then. Uh, in track five, in three, two, one. Broken. And this song is just chemical part two. <laughs> it's exactly <laughs> chemical. Oh, my God. <laughs> I mean, you can't hate it, though. You can't hate no. it, but you can't also say like oh they're just trying to recreate the greatness they did on the last album <laughs> if you're gonna plagiarize yourself you're gonna mm-hmm. plagiarize one of your best songs there you go <laughs> there you go and these are the moments where when i think like oh man how much did land and tours have to to do with this album <laughs> i'm like i don't think land and tours would have ke- have given away this song if if he uh, had the choice i'm pretty sure know? the plot and you have a song that sounds just like this too they have like three of them, but that's yeah. fine. That's fine. So there you go, right? If if what you're saying, if what you're accusing them of <laughs> is accurate, then like yeah, maybe maybe Landon Tours did just you know copy one of his songs and sell it it's to all the good, Devil Prada. It, it, it's all good. It's a good song. I, yeah. Is it their best song ever? I don't. I can't go with no. that. But no, it's, it's, it's copying one of their best songs ever. But <laughs> again, that's not a bad. That's not the worst thing in the world, um, you know. But it's definitely a great emotional point in the album too. You know, it's like, hey, we're gonna mm-hmm. talk about something a little serious right now, alcoholism. But uh, you know, it, and I, I like that it's. I like that it's a little down tuned a little bit. I like that the tempo is kind of slowed down, and I love you know the kind of the gang vocals into the chorus. It's great. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the production is great, um, and it's—I mean—it's just—it's what I wanted to hear. So mm-hmm. I, I can't—I I can't fault it too much, other than just like, well, you know, it's not original, but that's fine. <laughs> that's true. That's true. But you know what? Um, we're still enjoying what we got, so let's just keep it rolling, baby. Okay. Okay. So, hey, you got anything else to say about alcoholism, the song? Um, not right now. Okay. Well, so yeah, the song's pretty straightforward. It's got a verse, chorus, verse, chorus structure. So uh, it's great. Uh, But uh, let's go ahead and move on now to track six, Sacrifice in three, two, one. Sacrifice. Enough of that sad shit, boy. There's a little bit of some 41 in that chorus, but that's okay, too. Oh, yeah, with that that one song on the chuck. Underclass Hero. It's it's from Underclass Hero. Oh, okay. This song I think I like. I know there's like three tracks. There's three tracks on this album I'm not fans of. I can't remember if it was this one. I'm liking it right now, listening to it. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I always have fun listening to music with you. Sometimes sometimes that happens, like, where I'm like, throughout the week I'm like, "Mm, not feeling the song. And then I listen to it with you, and you're like, you say something that makes me, like, appreciate this song a little bit more. I'm like, oh, I like the song now. (laughs) Communal experiences. Exactly. It's either this one or, or the next one, but I, right now I'm liking this one. <laughs> yeah, but this also the song is also just lyrically it's middle of the road. It is structurally it's pretty 
similar to a bunch of their other songs. I'm pretty sure they've done this riff before, but you know, it almost feels mm. like a greatest hits of like all of their best stuff. Hmm, that's a valid point. Yeah, I haven't listened to their like super old stuff in so long that I wouldn't know. I would throw plagues into some of their greatest stuff, right, Adam? Nope. <laughs> hmm. <laughs> hmm. I thought I was talking to my best friend Adam. I guess not. <laughs> you know how we feel about plagues. I know plagues is awful, but I love it, dude. <laughs> That's not as bad as Dear Beloved or whatever it's called. Oh boy, yeah, Dear yeah, Dear Love, a beautiful Discord. Yeah, but no, this song this song is good. But again, this yeah. this is pretty consistent. Like as long as you go into it not expecting like to be blown away you're gonna be very happy right if you're expecting the act then i can imagine you're gonna be disappointed but if you're just expecting them to follow up the act and not mm-hmm. kind of revert back into their chugga right. chugga this is this is for our true fans type of sound then, right you know you're gonna be very disappointed but this is this is good on its own right yes i agree good chorus i like the atmosphere of this chorus but uh it's time to move on Track seven, baby. And three, two, one. I'm feeling trapped. Headstrong, I take dun, you on. Dun. Oh, Headstrong, yes. I take on anyone. This is the song where I'm like kind of borderline like, song doesn't work for me. Hmm. I always think that if they did more of these screaming over soft guitar pluckings like that in the early days they would have stood out so much more yeah but they were like 21 when oh, yeah. they, or maybe 16 17 when they first came out so we can't we don't have time for that shit i guess not i guess not we gotta be chugga chugga all the time there's a lot of like vocal delivery that mike's doing here that i think is a little off i think he probably could have i think they probably could have done with a different take because i think he's like straining a little too hard more than what the song needs so i don't know it, it, there's something off about this song that like, i can't really mm. pinpoint it is a little i don't know i don't know how to put it radio friendly <laughs> this could be on the radio yeah, that's not necessarily a bad thing, though. It's and I, I just think for me, it's the vocal delivery from Mike that's just like there's a there's there's some sort of discrepancy. Like his, I don't think his vocal, I don't think he's singing what the song needs right now. I know I sounded no. very eloquent when I said that, but <laughs> like he's giving you six good tracks, Mike. He can't give you seven, right? That's okay, and and that's fair, and that's fair. This isn't like. This song's not a disaster by any means, but right. it's, there's but just some, yeah, just having some sort of vocal discrepancy. Let's jump ahead to a more exciting song, shall we? Oh, sure. Bye bye, Trapped. We're moving on to time in three, two, one. Again, they didn't write this, but anyway, I like it. <laughs> You know, I live for this shit about like choruses being sung in the intro to like mm-hmm. very like to like keyboard or like light guitar. Oh, yeah. I fucking live for that shit, dude. It's cliche as fuck, but I love it. <laughs> and that's how you just know it's a single. But I don't know if this was actually a single or not. 
I think so, because here on Spotify, I'm looking at the plays. It's got like the fourth most played uh, plays for this album. Oh, I love that truck out. Mm. This song's really, really good. Like this, this I added to my my songs of the year list. Ooh, baby. Already. Oh, good transition, dude. It's beautiful. And maybe I don't want to know who the real songwriter is. <laughs> hey, there, there, there's bliss and ignorance sometimes. <laughs> oh, man. And I love the restraint with the drums right here. They could, he could have just as easily gone to like some weird like blast beat shit to like match mm. the to like match the uh, the, mm -hmm. the, the, the hammer-ons with the from the guitarist. But like no, he just he kept the, he kept the tempo like half at like half speed. Right. Oh, so good, dude. I know. And then he cut the cut the beat in half right there. Again, more metalcore should be doing this kind of stuff. It keeps yeah. it exciting and not monotonous. Yeah, everything about this song is working so well. I just wish the lyrically like it meant something. <laughs> it would have turned this song to like a masterpiece, you know? I guess it would. That's okay. Yeah, this so song is nice... uh, this song is the fourth single off of Colored Decay. And after Sacrifice and Trapped being kind of like the lower end of the album, I thought that this just like brought it right back up. Mm-hmm good pacing there yeah absolutely just just reminding you like hey you're listening to a good album shall we jump ahead to our post-adolescence <laughs> our quarter-life crisis yeah let's do that uh in three two one this is 25 there you go the piano elements baby mm. that three three time you don't get that enough. I know, especially in metalcore. Like, not a lot of metalcore mm -hmm. bands like do three three. Actually, this is like some funky time signature. I don't think it's three. It's like five or seven. <laughs> it's like five three or something. Because like you can you be. can bob your head in three three time, but like it's definitely not like perfectly three three. You're right. It's like no. some some like some weird fraction three, one two one two three one two one. yeah there it is there it's it. five i hate songs in five but this works really well <laughs> <laughs> you can't waltz to this what the fuck <laughs> you can't waltz to this <laughs> it's so true it's so true <laughs> i've been waltzing to the devil wears prada for like 10 years man <laughs> i know no wonder we were so uncool in the in the aughts we kept on waltzing to plagues <laughs> this yeah this was a this is a really good song nonetheless yeah, it's a great little transitional to... track too like getting you to the end of the album and mm, great tonal shift too great atmospheric change my Kranica's not sounding weird. So yes, it's like how many more times can they kind of surprise us is the real question. I think it's they like, got one more in. 
left one of the more. tank before okay. they're kind of like plateauing. No, you know what? Maybe they're plateauing right now, but I think we're kind of reaching the end of the plateau to where they're just going to kind of turn into that legacy band. Like, hey, we're just we're just writing albums now. Well, I thought that, that might that might be cynical on my part, but I you know. know. Well, it's weird to think that in 2015, seven years ago, that that's who they were. Yeah, you know? <laughs> especially if he's only 33. Jesus Christ, he was 26 at that point. <laughs> I'm a legacy band. <sighs> but maybe that's what this song is all about. Yeah. I thought my life was over, but it's not. I'm still here. Aches, pains. Where's my Advil? <laughs> <laughs> that is my favorite lyric on this album, yeah. Oh yeah, that's Where's it's buried in there. My Advil. <laughs> yeah, I think it's a it, I think it's the harmony in the background on one of the bridges. <laughs> <laughs> So, all right, cool. Yeah. Anything more to say about this? Nope, yeah. I, I, again, that's my only shame about this album. I wish I had more to talk about as far as, like, piecing out, like, the lyrical content and stuff. Like, we get, I can only confidently say that about one song, and it's the final I mean, this song. Isn't, this isn't the Wonder Years, Mike. This is the Devil Wears Prada. You I take just realized, what you get, and you don't throw a fit. <laughs> I, I, yeah, thank you. That's a great way to put it. <laughs> that should be one of the fucking hallmarks of this show. But uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I just realized while I was saying that, like, I'm, I'm just trying to rush through the, this review of this album, even though I enjoy it because I just want to talk about the Wonder Years so much. <laughs> There's so much to unpack with the Wonder Years. This song is going to end on its own, so we're going to go into okay. track ten, Fire. Uh, naturally, we are reaching the end I of am, the album. I am not going to have a lot of good things to say about Fire. No, not a fan of Fire. One of mankind's earliest discoveries? No. It's mm. done nothing but cause destruction. But anyway. Um, no, this song is like too much Landon. Like they oh. were, like literally I think Landon is singing this song. <laughs> like there's, there's, there's like no Devil Wears Prada in this song whatsoever. I felt like this was like their only kind of jumping over the hump of uh, experimentation on this album. Was it though? I think so. <laughs> but you're right. It is very like dispose era. Uh, mm-hmm. the, the devil word of uh, the plot in you. Right. But is that a bad or, thing? I I don't like it though. Okay. I, I just I, I think I'd even hate it if it was a dispose song. Mm. But do you? So. N- does this song rub you the wrong way because it comes right after 25 and we have like those kind of two odd transitional type of tracks i think it might just be a pacing thing maybe because it's like okay now this is our third kind of power ballady song yeah but yeah it just it feels just feels a little unoriginal at this point too right it it is odd coming right after 25 which is you know slow ballady slower tempo um Mm -hmm. but yeah i I think maybe if this was if 25 was like after sacrifice and like this song was like right here after time it might have been a little bit better Mm. but uh yeah i know It, it it was very intentional putting these two songs together and maybe that's what the band was going for but uh you're right about it like feeling weird at least i don't know if i would go as far as to say like i dislike this song 
but it does feel weird from a pacing point of view. Mm-hmm. I'm looking at credits of uh, this album since mm-hmm. Faceless Accusations. I yeah. don't see anything about uh, anyone named Landon, whoever Landon is. Right. Well, and like, you know, he, he signs away his rights to his songs. Like, right. He, he signs it away to the lead songwriter of a band, right? Mm-hmm. Some weird back alley shenanigans. <laughs> like, you know, you give me the money, I'll give you these song lyrics. But yeah, it's just, it's just really weird that it's so not plot new. Hmm. And that's where it just like it, it gets me. I'm listening to him, like I'm looking I'm listening for something that sounds like the Devil Wears Prada and is not there, yeah, at all. It's a it's very intentionally like a transition song. I think mm-hmm. it might have been better if it, if it was like half the length because it's so Probably. transitional. So yeah, I don't it know. It was like a long song. Yeah, it it's only like three something and it feels three like it's half, five yeah. minutes. Yeah, it feels <laughs> like it's five minutes. Well, do you want to move on to uh, one of my favorite songs? Please do. All right, here we go. In three, two, one. Adam, sing along. What's freak? Brad Now, now we're back to sounding like the Devil Wears Prada. Thank exactly. The song's dope. I love the song. <laughs> I love that kind of like mechanical voice in the background too. Again, the the, the the instruments all have their their place. They all shine in one yeah. way or another on some of these really good songs. Yeah, there's like these cool little transitional things that the keyboard and synths are doing. The guitars are not doing anything special, but they're just there to set the tempo and set mm-hmm. that tone. Dun, dun. It's so dun, dun. fucking <laughs> dope, dude. Metal. Oh, I love it. And it's like just progressive enough. It's just experimental enough. Mm-hmm. The only thing I don't like about this song is how repetitive it is. But I think they know mm-hmm. how great that chorus is. They just want to keep mm-hmm. reminding you how, f- and like beat it into your head almost how fucking dope it is. <laughs> it's very possible. So yeah, I wonder, I know that our, our coven has enjoyed this album. I wonder mm-hmm. how the rest of America is taking it. Well, it looks like it's uh, sales-wise, since it's been a couple weeks, we do have some uh, sales figures or, or, or ranking figures. Uh, the act debuted on the Billboard US charts at 70, and Color Decay debuted on the Billboard Top 200 at number 200. Wow. Just sneaking in That's- there. Interesting, because yeah. I would have thought that they would have had more hype coming out of that. But Z2 would... debuted at number six, I'm sure. <laughs> Z2 debuted at number 110. Oh, okay. So let it be known, yeah. the U.S. thinks Z2 is a better album than Color Decay. So. It's very interesting. But I think, I would imagine people were kind of burnt out by Z2. So, well, you but know, there's, it's weird. We don't there's base definitely it on those, albums. like, car- those holdover fans that like you know refuse change from any of their favorite ba- favorite bands right so you know, mm-hmm. whatever whatever that's, we talked about it already that that's who that ep is for that's right so <clears throat> that's okay that's okay mm-hmm. yeah this song is fucking dope yeah it, it's repetitive but like 
Every single time they he screams out that chorus, I'm singing along. I fucking love it. <laughs> but uh, let's go ahead and move on to the last track now in three, two, one. Uh, it's this song is not cancer. I don't like this song oh. either. <laughs> um, but anyway, <laughs> why why is that? Because of the subject it's matter. A, it's it's a dumb chorus. Oh, isn't it? I thought so at first, mm-hmm. but then I started paying more attention to like the overall what the, what the song is about, and then I read into mm. it. So the keyboardist wrote this song, and it's okay. about like um, he how he lost a friend of his, obviously, right? And I guess his friend was also like struggling with like suicidal thoughts and addiction and stuff. So when he heard that he passed away, like he remembered thinking that like, oh, I hope it's something not suicide or addiction. Yeah, I hope that it's cancer or something so that I don't have to like, you know, struggle with survivor's guilt or anything like that with the with the fact that I lost my friend to that stuff. So I I guess putting it into perspective, it kind of takes the dopiness out of the chorus. But uh, I came I came around to like enjoying the song again by the middle. Okay, I can't. I can't not like the reason for it. Yeah, I'm just not a not a fan of the execution. Yeah, I guess it could have been written a little bit better, but I think with a song like this, it needs to be blunt. It needs to be. It needs to kind of hit you over the head over what it's about, because maybe some people won't get it. I don't know. Maybe I just don't get it. Maybe you just don't get it. Maybe you just never lost anybody, Adam. No. I haven't. Never will. Just like Mike. I yep. never will. I will never lose anyone in my life, which is great. There's such a relief going into knowing that, right? Mm-hmm. So, exactly. so, you know, this, this song is a gut punch once you kind of understand what it's about and the story behind it. So take it and leave it. The execution is a little dopey, uh, but I came back around to enjoy it. And maybe some, I'm sure some of the listeners out there have as well. But, uh, Adam, outside of the, I guess, kind of unsuccessful ending to this album, how did you enjoy The Color of Decay? Just happy that they kept with what's working. Um, hoping that it was all written by them and nobody else that we've <laughs> listened to. Uh-huh. Um, maybe get rid of a few tracks and it's a solid 9 out of 12. Yeah, I think if this was a good, like, even like 11 tracks would be better. Mm, yeah, I think I think take or leave time and 25. Like if we're gonna keep it at, if we're gonna keep those tracks like put together, maybe get rid of one of them. I say get rid of time, but no, 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 no. I'm sorry. I was gonna say but, time is great. Yeah, I'm sorry, but I got the song names mixed up. 25 or fire? Like maybe get rid of 25. I think I like nah. fire. Okay, well, for Adam, it's mixed, it's switched. But for me, I like Fire better, because uh, just because it is a little bit more experimental and kind of, you know, pacing-wise, I feel like it's, it's more successful. But uh, yeah, well, I mean, it's a good album. Good album. I just wish good I had more to talk guys. about, you know? Meh. It's one of those bands <laughs> that we're just like, hey, we're, we'll be surprised every time they put out a good album, but we're not yeah. really expecting it. Very true, yeah. So that'll do it for... Uh, the Devil Wears Prada, Color Morale, pretty successful album. I'm glad that it turned out to be a good one. 
definitely very worried every time a band in our top 10 albums of the year comes out with a new one. But uh, I guess it's time to move on now to another album that we were both looking forward to. We were, look, we were looking forward to this album so much, we did a whole retrospective on this band's career. And uh, I enjoyed, I really enjoyed doing that, and, you know, revisiting those albums from the Wonder Years and uh, going back and checking out how they've evolved over the years and how they've turned into one of my favorite bands, actually, you know? So it's uh, there was a lot writing on The Hum Goes On Forever. There was a lot coming out of it. Obviously, Sister Cities we discussed was kind of good and kind of not so good, but yeah. still still better than most. A lot of good so, stuff um, on Sister Cities, but unfortunately, I feel like it was maybe it, maybe it just kind of needed to be in the oven a little bit more. Well, and then we got a really good Aaron West album and a really good Dan Campbell solo album mm-hmm. in the meantime. So it was just like, okay, the hype train is back up. What mm-hmm. can you ex- what, what can you excite us with this time around, Soupy, Soupy Man? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So, you know, I guess in my head, I had a lot writing on The Hum Goes On Forever. So I haven't really gotten to talk, you know, because when, when we hang out outside of the podcast and we're listening to big, important albums, we try not to talk about it outside of the show just to keep our, uh, you know, just to keep our reactions, I guess, kind of pure when we talk about it on the show. So I haven't really got to talk too much about the hum goes on forever with you. So I'm excited to unpack this one. I'm, I'm excited to piece this one apart with you, but um, I guess we'll get into it whenever this goddamn train gets here, dude. It's like, <laughs> it's been like 40 something minutes since the last train came. Like you would think it would be on time, man. It's never on time. I guess so. It shows it up when it fucking wants to. Whoa, 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 baby. whoa, whoa. Hold on. Speaking of shows up whenever it fucking wants to baby, I think I could see it over there actually. Is that it? Uh, uh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think that's it. <laughs> this, is a, this is another new album breakdown. Adam Burp again. <laughs> Can't. <laughs> Okay, that's why. I wasn't prepared. I wasn't prepared. (laughs) (laughs) The Wonder Years, the hum goes on forever. This is the band's seventh studio album. You know, long career at this point. They've been around for they've been around for a minute now. Uh, Side projects galore. No, not galore. Like a good amount of side projects. Uh, But the and this band is another band just like the Devil Wears Prada that has evolved their sound. Uh, thankfully for the better, uh, you know, they, they, they kind of had like a trilogy of, uh, kind of cool, emotional pop punk, uh, the, 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 the woes of suburban life and the existential, uh, crises dread. that kind of the existential dread that kind of goes along with it. And then they kind of, you know, got rid of the pop punk stuff of it and kind of went into more of an alternative pop rock style i guess starting yes. with uh starting with uh 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 no closer to heaven and then sister cities and then i guess maybe this will round out the trilogy of this existential dread oh my god the world is on fire how about yours that's the way i like it and i'll never get bored exactly um, <laughs> spoken from a true genius that was uh-huh <laughs> <laughs> uh adam i know we talked about it briefly when we did the wonder years uh 
uh, retrospective a few weeks ago, but uh, what was your hype going into uh, Home Goes On Forever? Pretty good. You guys were hyping the first single, and uh, I was ready to jump in, and I thought it was going to be like an epic uh, power ballad, but it wasn't. But we'll talk about that in a minute. Absolutely. We don't have to wait too long to get to that one, but uh, let's jump right into it. We have too much to talk about for this album, but uh, let's go into track one. Adam, are you all synced up? Yep. All right, here we go. In three, two, one. This is Doors I Painted Shut. So I'm going to say it right now. I like the Devil Wears Prada album more than this one. Whoa, now we have way more to talk about now. <laughs> I have, I have some qualms with this album. Oh, interesting. Starting with this opening track that I don't okay. care for too much. But Why is that's that? Okay. Go, go for it. Go for it. I want to hear it. I, this, this song doesn't, doesn't seem to have the appropriate type of, of opening track wonderfulness that I've come to expect okay. from this band. Um, I, I, I and I'll just leave it at that. It's not a very good song. <laughs> okay, so it doesn't kind of set up the album properly for you? Like, as far as, like, musically and atmospherically? Mm, or is it something I guess it kind else? of does that. It could, I could, if I stretch, I can I can turn this into an opener, and that's fine. I, thought, but, I but, think it's got, like, a great, like, overture with, like, the gang vocals and everything, you know, I, and everything like that. Is that. That didn't do it for you? No, that's okay though. Oh, okay, all right. That's, a, that's an interesting take. Very Counting Crows heavy, and I know, and I like that. I like the Counting Crows, but there's some parts of the Counting Crows I don't like, okay. as we've discussed. I was about to say you're but, giving me a lot of mixed signals here. I'm like, <laughs> like when you say like, oh, this is like the Counting Crows, and I'm like, but you like the Counting Crows. <laughs> I had a lot of qualms with this album, and I'll and I'll get to that in a minute. Okay, that's fine. Hey, you're you're but you're like, very welcome to to pick apart, you know elements of your of one of your favorite bands and that's that's why we're here baby like, like where the, we going? the slow build is really good too and, you know, lyrically this is a song about like dan campbell's like tendency to kind of revert back to bad habits and kind of run away when things are not going so well um which you know sets you up for a lot of the lyrical themes coming up a little bit later so uh, if we're talking like thematic elements like this is a great opening track in my opinion because like it's setting you up for like failure almost it's like hey man i know we've been through a lot since no closer to heaven and sister cities but uh shit hasn't been going great and uh i got some stories to tell to, to tell you in the, in the in the subsequent 11 tracks but fuck man i felt like lyrics like i don't like me um, except for how great it is to be a parent we'll never forget that <laughs> you know being a parent especially when you put that to song can be pretty good i guess <laughs> this is uh going not right in real now. life but when you put it to song it can be good oh yeah it real life surprise. doing it is, <laughs> is a huge nightmare but this anyway. is a track to wyatt's song your name so, I this mean, the song, song is, is what it is over on uh, Discord. It's all, it's all, it's all there. It's all exactly what you're expecting at this stage of a guy raising his three-year-old. 
or however old this kid is now. <laughs> yeah. This so. Do you feel like this song, at least from your perspective, was a little kind of cliche? That's what, I don't that, know. That's what it kind of sounds like. Line of your name is the only one I like. That does not sit well with me whatsoever. Mm. That is that. That feels like a like a. I don't know. That doesn't. I don't so, want to say ego trip, but so, it feels like it's like my name for you is the best name that ever existed. And, well, and it's as like a, yeah, as a you, parent, you, you definitely I, have that you, kind of ego trip. Sure. Yeah, right. But uh, you could have. What, what if I it doesn't said, mean I want to listen to it though? What if I said I, that Dan Campbell talked about that lyric in an interview with Absolute Punk and said that that's a throwback to the song "Passing Through His Screen Door." Where he writes the line, "All the name, all the kids' names I've ever liked are tied to tragedy." Whoa! So, yeah, it's him naming I his son Wyatt or whatever the thing is, right? It's, it's just a throwback to that. It, it is, it, it, it is rewarding your loyalty to the to the Wonder Years, Adam. Oh, I should have read more Absolute Punk. <laughs> Damn it! <laughs> but anyway, I like this song. It, it's it's fine. I just like that lyric. You know, you have to like do mental tricks on your head to figure it out and accept it, and now bring in the absolute punk article into it. So you okay. know, it's him doing his thing. Okay. I, but I, I like I'm, this song. I'm, it's I'm fine. a little, it's I'm good. a little shocked to hear that. I thought, I thought the, I thought the song was going to be a absolute home run for you. The song definitely choked me up when I when I first heard it. It, it still kind of. You know, makes me feel melancholy when I listen to it now. Um, as mm-hmm. a father, you know, it definitely hits all of those. Uh, <laughs> it, 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 it's definitely emotionally manipulative for for parents out there. But uh, you know, it's exactly it's doing exactly what it it should be doing. I think, right? It, exactly, and that's that's fine. And you're gonna have a song like this on a super emotional guy being a dad for the first time since the last album as far as I can tell I don't think he yeah. had a kid for Sister Cities I don't see so unless one of those songs were secretly about his secret kids and you know Aaron West went through so much baby trauma that yeah, absolutely you know, we should be happy for him but at the same time it's like I don't want to listen to that very often so whatever like sad <laughs> shit about kids yeah, yeah. Or happy about shit kids. about kids. Oh, okay, <laughs> you're just over kids at this point in your life, right? They won't shut up. <laughs> I've been hearing them the entire. Uh, no. There's a there's a third one over here. I somehow gained a child just since this episode started. Gained a child. <laughs> Is one of the neighbors kids over? I hope. My oh, wife okay. wasn't pregnant last time I checked. Oh okay. <laughs> oh, I should have warned you. I got your wife pregnant. Damn it. Yeah. No, Again. It was a, a dark haired girl. <laughs> I knew it. So yeah, you know what? I, I definitely see where you're coming from. It you know, it's just another song about children and I think if he was trying to emotionally manipulate you, then I think he was successful. But yes. uh <laughs> I don't know. This is track three, oldest daughter. This was another no. single off of this album. This song is really good. Mm. I like this one. I know this one is connected to stuff from the previous albums i'm not sure exactly where yeah and there's uh i can't remember i can't remember the name of the song but um the song is really good and originally when i you know started hearing like little lines here and there um i thought it was like an angry breakup song 
especially the chorus, like Madeline out, mm. I don't think I'll ever see you again. I love you, but mm-hmm. we both know how this ends. I thought it was just like, oh, he really hates this girl, Madeline. Because uh, it goes, <laughs> well, she's, goes, she's from right? Greatest Generation, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, and then it was like thinking back on the old albums, it was definitely that. Going into the verse two, though, like I love that line. I love the way that the, the musicians like drop out, and then like he has that really great line right here. Yeah, dude. <laughs> I think this this is one of the strongest tracks on the album. That is for sure. Oh yeah, I like it. Emotionally, this, this, it hits hard. Like it's 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 catchy. It's got a great atmosphere with the musicianship. Just overall, because the, the overall composure and songwriting is just very strong, and very good. This album is missing some big choruses at times, but this mm-hmm. is not one of them. Not one of them. Hmm. That's a take. But I'll take it. I mean, we, we have to also contend that, like, they're not going to do Cigarettes and Saints again. They, they can They can try? They're <laughs> not going to do Cigarettes and Saints again. Devil can do another chemical song. Sure, they can, they can do it. <laughs> so, yes, I, I like this track a lot. This is the strongest part of the album. So it's all downhill from here then? Well, not the next track. Okay, good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the song is is not an angry breakup song. It's a it's a it's a song about like Dan's kind of relationship with the like a vagrant woman and he just you know, he comes in and out of like hanging out with her and spending time with her and she doesn't always he doesn't always know where she is and he just kind of worries about her and thinks about her a lot, and, you know, things like that. And I, I, it's, it's a very interesting perspective, and I think it's a great uh, um, song about like loving your fellow man and wanting to help them through their trying times. You know, fellow man, fellow or woman. <clears throat> yes. Cool. Shall right. we? Let's move on then to track four, Cardinals Part Two. Now this song fucking got me going, dude. Especially when I this song is strong. I listened to this in my car for the first couple of times, and my car doesn't always show me the uh, the track uh, the track name. So seeing that, like, oh, this is Cardinals Part Two. There's so many callbacks to Cardinals from No Closer to Heaven, bro. I know, and Fuck. it's like, I mean, you just said they can't do Cigarettes and Saints again. They basically just redid Cardinals right here. Yeah. <laughs> And if you listen carefully, like the in, in right here in this verse, like the drum rhythm is copying, is mirroring like the guitar rhythm of Cardinals. Dun, 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 dun. There you go. Oh, it's so fucking good. The way that they call back to it again. This is plagiarism, right? Like the, the best, best way possible. Yeah, the best way possible. Oh, it's so good. It's one of those things where it's like, do I just like this because it sounds so much like a previous song I like? <laughs> I mean, that's that's the theme of the day, the question of the day here. <laughs> yep, yep, yep. And then when we get to the bridge, bro, oh my it's god, it's pretty epic. Oh, but then again, that's just full-on plagiarism from the previous track. Yeah, 
a little previous bit. album. So well, the, the, the lyrical <laughs> content is different, but like the premise right. of like that bridge is exactly the same from mm-hmm. uh, the from the, the second verse of Cardinals. Right. It's just a different dream. There's a lot of talks about paper cranes and like origami and stuff from Sister Cities. So. Yes. It's, so it's not just No Closer to Heaven that we're uh, following up on his previous album as well. Thematically, though, I love this idea of like failing to get better, failing to, you know, follow the plans that you have for yourself in order to better oneself, better your mind, and you break bad habits. Because it's a very relatable thing, you know? Not everybody is successful with their betterment at all times. Like, sometimes we have to fall a little bit. Sometimes we stumble a little before before we get it right. Maybe. Maybe some of you do. Adam's (laughs) perfect at everything, so he can't relate to this ever. I love the guitar in the background there, just doing the the Cardinals Mm -hmm. uh, theme. And yeah, it's like, the oh, guitar yeah, now is doing the vocal melody of Cardinal. So mm-hmm. it's like so and, cool how it's just mirroring. And then you just go right back to being at that show in Santa Ana when they opened the set with it. Oh, and so the whole crowd good, was dude. singing it. Dan wasn't even singing into the microphone, but he was nope. singing over the crowd. He was just letting us, you know, experience the themes of that song ourselves. A little bit, you know, about the audiences singing his songs a little bit later in one of my favorite songs on this album. And here comes the bridge. Oh, my That bridge is pretty epic. And I love how it's, like, away from the microphone and very echoey, because it mm-hmm. gives it that dream-like type of ambiance. Hmm. Good point. So he's, you know... And the dream that he had, or the nightmare that he had in A Little Closer to Heaven, like he was talking about like uh, a, somebody he knows who was seven and helpless, where they're five and helpless here, and then there was, when they were seven and helpless in No Closer to Heaven, they were like flailing their arms asking for help, and Dan was just standing there laughing at them, like almost mocking them. And then mm-hmm. over here, where they're five and helpless, they're trapped under wreckage, and Dan is too weak to help them. And he feels the guilt of that. Oh, fuck, mm-hmm. dude. Oh. I still, I feel like it ends too soon. This A little bit. This feels like it could have been like the final track almost. Right. It's like, I don't like when you end on an epic bridge without going back into the chorus. But that's just yeah. me being nitpicky. Yeah. It's but a anyway, let's just keep. It was a choice. Let's just We're, keep talking about that song for the next three tracks, because um, <laughs> I'm out. <laughs> oh, you're out! Oh no! This is the song called. This is track five, "The Paris of Nowhere," uh, which could definitely talk about the, you know, Paris, California. Uh, <laughs> we're talking about. We're talking about Delaware, apparently. Oh, this is just one you? of those. No, no, I'm here. Can you hear me? Okay. Yes. Yeah, this is definitely just kind of one of those songs about like, oh, my shitty hometown. Stupid hometown. Does anybody yeah, ever you... leave these hometowns? It's like, why are you hanging out in houses that you grew up in? Like, I don't understand that concept whatsoever. Adam, I mean, <laughs> do we have to have a talk about like the cycles of poverty? I thought they were white privileged kids, like you mentioned on the entire uh, thing that we retrospected them. 
I'm just going <laughs> off of what Dan Campbell is talking about, man. <laughs> oh, okay, okay. Uh, but uh, I don't yeah, know. Like, that's always a weird thing. I'm like, like, why are you guys still hanging out in the same places you grew up? That's bizarre. <laughs> but anyway, you know, whether for me, it's like, oh, I drove drove past my old house once. <laughs> yeah, I mean, whether or not songs like this are autobiographical, or maybe he's talking about a friend or a loved one. Like, I mean, it's kind of up in the air. Like, he, I, I think as a songwriter, he's definitely trying to take, he's just taking in stories and experiences of people that he knows. I can't imagine, like, all the sad shit that he sings about was all just him. Because um, mm-hmm. he's also said in, he's also said in, like, different uh, interviews and stuff that, like, oh, these are about other people. You know, songs about other people. This, Wait, I thought you only this. did one of those albums. <laughs> hey, apparently maybe this might be one. This might be another one from a Wonder Years oh, point of view. No way. <laughs> so you, you're not a fan of this chorus? No. Okay. The song never really clicked with me. But that's okay. I like the dual vocals of this part right here. This part is, we don't we don't get a lot of dual vocals from Wonder Years. I know. Not until the last track. When everybody sings. <laughs> well, you know. But I think we do get a lot of dual vocals. We just don't notice it. So when you that's go back and re-listen to all those old ones, it's like, oh, it, that, that's a different voice. Might be the yeah. guitar player. I'm not I sure. Mean, yeah, there's, exactly. there's, there's been, like, gang vocals for sure. But, yeah, mm-hmm. uh, like, as far as, like, coming in to, like, sing their own lines, it, it, you're probably right. We just probably haven't noticed it. So let's go ahead and move on since, uh, you know. Well, I'm sure, you, I'm sure you're just waiting to get past these next two tracks. This is... <laughs> Track six, Summer Clothes. I mean, this is one of the weakest songs I've ever heard. <gasps> ever. Oh, God. Be still my heart. Oh, I'm sorry. No. I was really hoping that, like, you agreed with me on that. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no, man. I, I'm, I, I am all about... I, I'm showing my hand right now. I'm all about this album. And okay. this is one of the best albums of the year for me. <laughs> <laughs> I that's fine that's fine that's totally cool but no th- I, I kept on thinking as I was sitting there trying to struggle through this one like now if this had been on other people's lives and he was because what was beautiful about that solo album was like knowing that it was about other people not mm-hmm. him and then you could kind of make up your own you could fill in your own blanks however you wanted to about all the stories being told there and so when I put on that perspective into this song, it got a little bit better, but then it it, it, it stopped. <laughs> so is it the fact that like there's a, a lot less metaphorical songwriting on this album that it's, it, is that is that what's it's not really jiving with you? There's just things that are stronger and things that are weaker, mm, okay. things that are not as strong, and this is not a strong track for me. Dan Campbell. Me shared in a press release with Kerrang.com. Damn it! I can't song. keep up with all of your publications <laughs> explaining away his his weak choruses. <laughs> Are you done? Are you oh, done, sorry. Adam? Yes. yes. <laughs> the song is a love letter to a time when your sadness was most conspicuous by its momentary absence, when the low hum quieted enough for you to realize it was nearly gone, when you did stupid, dangerous shit because, well, why not? What? <laughs> I took that to mean that this song was a reflection of those times in your life when you just forgot 
about all the all the stuff that you were sad about, and oh, it was that, that that beautiful so when you time. were happy. When you were happy. Yes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I guess that's a good way to put it. Yeah. When you were happy. <laughs> the times where you're with a loved one when you were a you know a, a dumb stupid teen watching her in her beautiful summer dress and seeing her glow and hanging out with her and like falling in love maybe for the first time you know reminiscing Adam reminiscing. Mm. I lost Adam. I lost okay. Adam. He's, he's, I'm, he's just, done. I'm, 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 I'm listening to the song, taking in this new information. Atmospherically, though, you don't enjoy the song. It's, it's just kind of mm-hmm. wrote for you. It's 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 a little too power ballady. Okay, all right. And not even the not even the power part. It's just more of a ballad that doesn't have any good hooks in it. But I like your description of it, nonetheless. It wasn't my description. That was uh, that was Dan Soupy Campbell's description. I hope from his own words. I can forget that I'm sad. Whatever I that love, feeling is like. <laughs> I love the atmospheric tones of this song and reminding me that I I am loved and love in return. Yes. And it, this song is definitely a great one to remind me that I don't have to be sad all the time. Agreed. Maybe someday I'll feel that. Shall, Whatever shall that we, feeling is. Shall we move on? <laughs> Doesn't have a name. It doesn't exist. I know. One day we'll come up with a word for not sad. <laughs> <laughs> well, the song is ending right now, so we'll just get it, get it, let it naturally <laughs> go through. Uh, the next song here, uh, uh, Lost It in the Lights, track seven. Lost It in the Lights. Tony Bourdain died. That happened yeah. once. I wasn't ever like a big fan of Anthony Bourdain. Like he was always no. like a who was food snobs, I guess. But like I guess I watched him once, and he was like a total asshole the whole time. Like why is anybody watching this? I know it's like <laughs> it's a, it's like every meal you eat has to be a fucking five star masterpiece, otherwise you're fucking trash. <laughs> like calm down, Bullshit. Anthony. Sometimes right. people just need to eat. <laughs> He's like, oh, I guess I should kill myself now, and then he did. Mm. Mm. <laughs> Anyway, that is not what this song is about, I think. I don't know what this song is about. I just know that I'm not a fan. This is a song about growing up. Oh. You don't like that chorus either? Like, the chorus is so picturesque, bro. Throw me into the Delaware? No, not this one. <laughs> Are you sure? Yeah. Okay, what am I thinking of? Oh, when I was 17, and I wrote a song about drinking kerosene. Yeah, that, 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 that's not that's not so good. No, it's metaphors, bro. <laughs> Do you think somebody we've, is literally we've heard out your songs from? We've heard your songs from 17. And we've heard your songs from 17, and there were no metaphors to be found. I know, and he's reminiscing about that time when all he wanted to do was like light fires on inside of himself because he was so passionate and sad i know so i wish it was a better chorus that's all i oh i love the chorus i'm so i'm so shocked i i I had this whole thing about like how we're gonna piece that piece together the the references (laughs) to other albums but now we just have now we just have to like talk about our differences bro and that's okay 
That's what we're here about, right? It's we're... just a it's it's not a good hook. That's the only thing. Really? I had I this song so. like stuck in my head like a couple days, man. I don't know. It doesn't do anything for me. Oh, okay. I wish. I am shocked. Shocked and appalled. That's okay. That's okay. I still love you. I still love you. It's okay. We're all I'm about love here. Loved. I'm still loved for once. Well, do you want to <laughs> move on to a song that you like? Yes, please. Okay. Let's go <laughs> move on in three, two, one. Songs about death. Oh my God. So sad. The song is really good, but after the last three, it doesn't seem to fit. <laughs> so Tonally, yes. The song kind of comes out of nowhere. And it is like a transitional track, even though it's like, you know, three and a half minutes, essentially. And I love the premise of this song, because you could take it two ways, right? It's about, it's about either the pride he feels about how he wrote songs about death that people can relate to and sing along to on mm-hmm. live shows or this is the way I took it that like he feels like that live setting when people are singing along and dancing to these super sad and depressing songs <laughs> it takes away the power and the meaning of what the song originally talked is, is about interesting like singing Behold the Hurricane with a giant smile on your face. You fucking I'm... maniacs. <laughs> how dare all of, how dare everybody in that venue? Interesting. <laughs> Very interesting. So, but at least this song like tonally is is awesome. That guitar just dun, 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 dun. Mm. I almost it's wish this good. was I almost wish this was the first song. That would have been awesome. Yeah, dude. But then it would have been weird, like, going into Wyatt. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, death. I love you, son. I love you, son. But I need more of this on this album. Yeah, and it's, like, cool and experimental. It's got this awesome, like, atmospheric vibe to it. It's almost mm-hmm. like a haunted song, you know? And the, the way the guitar picking in the background is just kind of like carrying the voice. Oh, this song gives me chills every time. And I love that. I love this song. I love that this song can kind of have like a dual meaning. Because I love this like line over here at the, at the end of this verse. Like, like these small memorials that I hold nightly out, out in front of everyone. I sing them songs about death and they sing along. It's got to stop. And I love that. I love the way he put that. It's got to stop. Like, does the does he need this? Is he saying that he needs to stop talking about all this sad stuff all the time, or does he is he saying that like the audience needs to stop treating these songs so trivially? Are they treating them that trivially? If you're singing along and dancing about these songs about like like cigarettes and saints, we had a great time hearing that song live, right? It's one of the right. fucking saddest songs I've ever heard in my goddamn life, right? But are, are we, the audience, treating it trivially when we, in a live setting? Or is or is dance saying that, like, it's a therapeutic thing, like a form of exposure therapy by taking away its power by singing it in front of a large crowd and stuff? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know because we've been to shows and shows are awful. So there's also that true. <laughs> <laughs> 
But uh, this is track nine, Low Tide. Another very good song with a questionable chorus, but that's okay. I did not think that you were going to get... I did did not think you were going to, you know, be so poo-poo on this album. I thought this was going to be a knockout for you for sure, man. (laughs) It's it's got really good verse right here. Mm -hmm. Like you jump right in after it's a good coming out of songs for death. And it's like, cool. And then this is, is this the Delaware one? No, we, we passed the Delaware one. Fuck, I don't know where I am anymore. But they're, <laughs> the they're Delaware just going one into the chorus is just like, well, it's it's not too bad. This is I'm growing out my hair because who gives a shit. Oh, that's what it is. That's pretty, that's a dumb line too. But Adam, okay. Adam, okay. Adam, 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 Adam. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, that, that's not strong. That's There's nothing, there's no strength on saying that. You know, I'm sure there's a metaphor that he told to Kerrang, and you're going to tell me right now. But Adam, what have I like, told you? <laughs> that often when people are suffering from mental illness and, uh, and, and oh. things like that, that they let their hygiene and their, and their appearance go to shit. And that's what that line is about. Right. I know. I know. The whole that, song so, is so about, like... Go ahead. I didn't need the Kerrang backstory to figure it out. I, I knew it all along. Yeah, it's it's blunt. <laughs> There's no metaphors to this shit. It's very like stream of consciousness, almost like like mm-hmm. this is what I'm doing, and now I'm doing this, and now I'm doing this, and now I'm not cutting my hair. <laughs> so we we've talked a lot of watching Korean baseball. That's yeah, interesting. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I I get it. I like this song though. It's, okay. it's, it's good. I just don't like that line going into the chorus. All right. I'm not... So, don't get this wrong. I'm not forcing you to like this song or anything. I'm just no. like... I just, I'm just trying to tell you why I like this song. Yes. Yes. Okay. Stream of conscious. It's like... I've heard so many better lyrics. What a bizarre way to like start a, a strong chorus. It sounds like you're missing Dan's like metaphorical songwriting. Because like with, with this one and like the Paris of Nowhere, they're not very metaphorical. They are just kind of blunt and like, hey, this place sucks. Uh, my 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 bad habits in in depressive states suck. You know, they're not saying you know, I I'm sure there ain't a heaven, but I like to but I I, I like to pitch you there. I'm sure you're bumming cigarettes. I'll say that's metaphorical as fuck, and I love it, and it and we and it makes me cry every time, uh, you know. This one, less so, right? It needs it. It needs to hook me in musically before I want to jump into the metaphoricalness of the of the mm. lyrics. You can't. You can't. I mean, if I want the metaphor and lyrics, I'll just listen or listen to, no to people read to poetry, <laughs> right? <laughs> well, yeah, but I think that's why "No Closer to Heaven" was so powerful because it is just forty minutes of poetry with some great music in the background, right? So, but I do like this song. It's it's a good song. It's good. It's good song. Good. He'll be the one that ruins everything, and maybe someday he'll understand what it's like to not be sad. Absolutely. This is track okay. ten, Laura and the Beehive. Oh. I do like this song. This is an interesting track. Yeah, this is. But even though it's not a metaphorical song, again, it's another song that's like basically recounting a very traumatic time in the narrator's life where he was playing in a garden 
and he disrupted a beehive and what who i assume is his mother threw her body over him and she got stung to fucking death i'm sure or death. enough enough <laughs> to go to the hospital because the, the whole chorus is their conversation at the hospital it's a very it interesting tomato plants once yeah. again tomatoes kill everyone that's true don't eat tomatoes <laughs> remind me never to make you a pizza adam <laughs> He was just talking about being two or three, and now he's like, I just called to talk about the weather or anything you want. Maybe this is years ago? Or years later, I mean? It could be. Yeah, maybe he's feeling guilt over over that. You yes. Know, guilt um, is a that's... very common um, song or musical like inspiration for Dan. Like A lot of his songs are about like survivor's guilt. Guilt over not doing something or guilt over his helplessness to for what wider social change and things like that and now i guess guilt over what he believes is his responsibility for hurting somebody damn it if only he'd stop hurting people i know we get more songs like something about like the kool-aid man <laughs> i don't know Good that awful. i don't Good know that they were. yeah yeah i don't know about that awful don't album don't <laughs> I like the Rhodes piano in the background. Yeah, it definitely sets a nice mood. Yes. Definitely a, a very, and it, it makes it sound very nostalgic too. Like you can tell he's 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 either recollecting uh, something bad, or this is this is from a narrative point of view of something that happened in a long past. Mm-hmm. Yes, and and yeah, it's it's a good ballad for you know some ballads just are flat. And this doesn't seem to be a flat one, even though there's not too much musically going on. Yeah, I like it. Yeah, it's 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 a, it's a successful song, and it tugs at the heartstrings too. You know, anytime sadness is involved with like little kids, I mean, that's definitely a formula for me to be like, oh fuck, this is the greatest song of the year. Ah. <laughs> so <laughs> so you got just he, like cool. <laughs> he's got me wrapped Dead. around his little finger at, at this point, you know. So it's like, so I'm all about it. <laughs> But uh, yeah, I mean, let's go ahead and move on, though. The song's got like another minute or so to be sad. All right. But, uh, in three, two, one, old friends like Lost Teeth. It's a really good song as well. It is. I think this album ends really well. And this is, you know, back to your pop punk roots. But you've already been on a journey with this band since their pop punk days. Mm-hmm. That you can accept this yeah it's a great like throwback sound too while still being like emotionally heavy um, you know it's 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 a, it's a song about loss and in that loss trying to find trying to find that type of headspace that you used to be before feeling grief That's how you enter a chorus correctly. Mm. That's strength. Not growing my hair out. <laughs> Who gives a um, shit, Adam? Who gives a shit? When I was 17. <laughs> <laughs> man, you are being harsh to this album, man. I'm just saying. Like, yeah, 17 sucks. 
25 is, an, is a very interesting age to write about. It's a, <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's, it's a transitional it's, it's, it's a transitional part in, in all of our lives, too, because like it's that time to like finally grow up. Are you going to stay in the mindset of where you were in your teens and your early 20s? Or are you exactly. going to choose to grow and evolve and better yourself? And 17 is not that age. Not regardless always. Of what, but yeah, this the, the, this whole build-up to the chorus is great. Like This, this song's really solid all the way around. Yeah, and the story that's happening in the chorus is really good too. Like, I love the idea that he's trying to um, build sort of like a, a, like a memory uh, totem, I guess, in his head mm-hmm. to like keep somebody with them with him at all times. It's a beautiful premise, and like, and I love when he goes into Preach, metaphor. Baby. It's pretty great. I don't know who's screaming right now, but like, I think it's either the bass player or the guitar player. Not yeah. sure. It's probably a member of the band. It's probably not a. Probably you'll not hear a, you'll hear his screams littered throughout the other albums. When you yeah. Listen closely for it. It's very prominent in this one, which is good. Right. Which is like one more like like unique thing about this band is that very well placed screams mm-hmm. and they don't ever like over, they don't ever overuse it it comes in right when it needs to be like I don't know Josh Martin or whoever is screaming here is featured in the other in the other songs but like you're right like it was it, it was used very sparingly and it was used exactly where it needed to be This is a, yeah, this is a great song. This is a great like bridge song, like that kind of balances kind of their older s- sound mixed in with like kind of their newer emotional resonance. So now we got the final track. You're the reason I don't want the world to end. Oh, this the song I remember not being sure about oh, okay. until later in the week, but it really, really hit hard when it finally hit. Oh, good. It's like, man, what a good song. This doesn't feel like a final track, too, you know? No. I, I feel It feels like a three-quarters of the way type of song, like we're leading up to the, the final track mm. to me. But I think as a final track, it, it, it fits. Especially when you know it's the final song. Like, I, I, th- I think you just have to kind of know that... Uh, like oh we're the album's done now so I guess we'll I guess we're gonna hit uh, uh, this at least hits harder than you know let the ocean take me or whatever the fuck the final song was in. <laughs> sister City. still miss yeah <laughs> I gotta go I got I, I, my, my 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 parking tab is almost up <laughs> yes and especially when it like kicks in right here mm-hmm. that's the best part. And like lyrically too, I love that it's a pos- He's ending on a positive note, you know. Like with your, like I'm finding hope in the pocket of my winter coat with your gloves. A reminder that I'm not alone. Like it's it's again. He's 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 ending on a positive note after all this depressing shit and sad shit with kids and sad memories of this woman Laura who probably almost died to protect him. You know, it's it's after all of that. Like he's still hasn't given up on people he hasn't given up on himself which is very important and it's just a good 
bittersweet leaning on positive uh, note to end this album on. Even though there's horrible there's shit nice shooting weekly. Yeah, even though there's horrible shit like that line in here. Like, despite the... So Nietzsche used to say, and it's one of my favorite uh, quote, or it's one of my like favorite philosophical things to say, is that like, all life is suffering, but to exist is to find meaning in the suffering. And I think that's kind of what this song is about, right? Like, despite the awful shit that happens in our lives, in the world of world around us that we're constantly bombarded with every day, you have to find meaning in all of that and continue going because your life, you bring value to this world. You bring value to the ones around you. And I think that's what the I think that's what's the significant of like finding the gloves in his coat is knowing that like, oh, these belong to somebody who loves me, who lent them, who lent me their coat. You know, it's something as small as that, you know, is can 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 help you live another day. Can help you keep going, and I think that's a beautiful message to end this album on. And get your own coat. Get your you own shouldn't coat. Shouldn't have to rely on other people all the yeah. time, Dan. Yeah. <laughs> Wait. To be fair, winter coats are pretty expensive. You know. I guess you could so, probably go to the thrift store. That's you know that's still in vogue. But like you're in a successful-ish band. Yeah. You live in Philadelphia for the last 36 years of your life. Mm-hmm. Get your own coat. But anyway. <laughs> The metaphors, baby. The metaphors. Yeah. Maybe one day, if Wonder Years signs a major, you know, major label contract, they can. <laughs> no, that's not gonna happen. <laughs> but, but yeah, maybe he can go find a coat one day. For once, he will know warmth, but not yet. <laughs> one day. So, Adam, overall, what are your thoughts on "The Hum Goes On Forever" by the Wonder Years? That. uh tracks what six seven eight is that where i was i was hard out on right about five six seven i think it was five six seven yeah really brings it to a grinding halt Mm. i enjoy the metaphors i just you know don't want to listen to it musically um i and i don't like the opening track that just kind of is is too long to stay that flat going into a up-tempo first single there with the questionable chorus yeah it's almost as if Wyatt's song is kind of unrelated to the overall theme of the album so i i kind of wish Hmm, that maybe Wyatt's song was probably like the first song kind of the same way that the menzingers did uh with uh america you're freaking me out like that song is unrelated Hmm. to the overall storytelling of the rest of that album so maybe just pop it like at track one just to get it out of the way Almost. So Wyatt's song is kind of in that realm where me like it's like it's like okay he wrote a he wrote a beautiful song for his son, so that's great. Mm-hmm. But like putting it at track two, right after this, even right after this intro track that's definitely trying to set you up for these sad stories coming down the line. Mm-hmm. It's almost as if Wyatt's song is interrupting that process. That's a good way of putting it. Mm. But at this point with this band, like they want to start with something like epic-y. Yeah. And they They're definitely doing that... like a brothers into Cardinals type of thing. But like yeah. White Song after Doors I Painted Shut is probably not the best pairing. So I don't know. And if it, it was like like a minute 45 instead of three and a half minutes long, mm-hmm. it would be a little bit easier to, to manage. Probably. <clears throat> yeah. So, but... I mean... There are pacing things here and there that I agree with, 
uh, on your end where like, yeah, maybe the pacing could have been a little bit better. Maybe some of these songs could have been shuffled in the mix a little bit more and not kind of paired together with songs that sound so similar. Um, but I think overall it's, it's a successful album. Uh, so it sounds like for you, we're looking at a nine out of 12. Eight. Eight, Eight out, out of 12. Of 12. Okay. So I said it was, I liked Color Decay more. Mm. Okay. Interesting. <laughs> Wait, what score did you give Color Decay? Nine out of 12. Oh, right on. Okay. So, I mean, we're right about the same there, you know, of, of almost of equal um, value. I know they're both 12 tracks long, but, uh, but you know, we've been kind of, every. it seems like every week this year, we're, we're kind of itching for the next really good album. I think we've kind of found a couple, you know, definitely stuff that we can recommend, right? Right. I, I definitely recommend these albums for yeah. sure. Make your own determination as time yeah. goes by. Absolutely. So, so right, hey, cool. that'll, that'll do it for our big reviews. We uh, definitely Whew. really looking forward to See? both of those. Um, hour and a half, hour right. 39. Yeah. We don't normally like, uh, you know, do two in one episode, but you know, because we didn't do an episode last week, uh, you know, we wanted to, you know, do two meaty reviews into one. So I, 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 th- I think we, I think we did well. And luckily, the other albums that came out on September six, uh, uh, <laughs> fine. I place. know, and we're, it's going to be the same problem on the fourteenth. It's not like we're going to have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven glowing reviews Whew. that day. <laughs> At least I only have seven. I don't know how many you have. I have. <laughs> Six. What's your? Let, Six. Let, let's count them out. So we got 1975. Yes. Got Boston got Manor. Boston Manor. Yes. Uh, Poppy. Poppy. The Stagger EP, which is probably about ten to twelve minutes. Yeah. Not so too it's bad. gonna. You know, we're, it's, we're gonna breeze right through that. Red Hot Chili Peppers. Yes. Return Sleep. of the Dream Canteen. Sleeping with Sirens, which I'm still kind of yes. up in the air if I want to listen to that or not. It's going to be like 50 minutes as well. So it's like, oh, eh. Lord. yeah, maybe I'll pass. And then the, <laughs> the long awaited return of We Came as Romans is all I got. What, what a, right. What then I, I got Bill, Mur- Bill Murray. I know you're not oh, going to okay. listen to to Johnny Frank, but I'm I'm invested at this point. Yeah, absolutely. Again, Throw it in. 20, every, every album is 22 minutes. So mm-hmm. like, I'll let you know if it's great. It probably won't be. But. Well, I mean, this week we've—at least on my end—I don't, I don't, I can't remember if you're checking this band out or not. Probably not. I think you said you weren't going to. But uh, Slipknot came out with their newest album, "The End." So far, I told you an hour and a half ago that I'm three listens into it, but that's okay. I've—I've—I my my <laughs> mind has been scrambled by this, <laughs> this this bullet that you hit me with. That you, like, <laughs> That's my that's my review so far. <laughs> <laughs> I'm about there. I'm about there with you too. I'm not impressed with it. Really, it's just kind of like, oh, this is more Slipknot. Um, but I uh, like the opening track. It's it, like I was hoping that like maybe the whole tone of the album was going to stay there, but it, it didn't. That that was fine. It was yeah. just the, the the opening five minutes. Yeah, I mean, we can soft, only hope soothing. that you know they would do something completely different. But uh, no, I mean it's a, it's a it's an interesting opening track, and, and, and the dying song is like, oh, okay, I I remember with this band now. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> like, that's pretty much every song, right? <laughs> yes, I mean like if if you're look if if you're a fan of Slipknot and you're all about Slipknot's aesthetic, 
and their sound <laughs> and everything. That, 20 and, years later, 21 20, years later since yo, dude, their first album. This, this, band has, forever. this band has an audience and they're feeding their audience really well. How many, what number album is this? This is, this this is like number six, oh, number wow. six in 21 years, man. Exactly. Right. So, you know, yeah. For this is this this is definitely one of those albums for the fans, and I don't maybe think seven. we're going to talk too much about it. Maybe next week, but uh, yeah, so far I'm not probably impressed. not. It's just probably another not. Slipknot album. I'm more excited for Willow's album coming out on the seventh. <laughs> oddly, <laughs> oddly enough, I am too. Yeah, Coping Mechanism comes out uh, this Friday, uh, so we'll be checking that out, unless it gets delayed again. And then uh, more bombardment <laughs> next week. But uh, yeah, Whoa. man, it's been it's 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 been it's been good. I'm glad we at least got some good albums with uh, Color Decay. And hum goes on forever. Yes, uh, definitely gonna probably at least for my end probably stick those albums in my top ten. Top ten hasn't been looking very strong uh, here in here in September October. But uh, mm-hmm. I don't know for you maybe top twenty for the two of those. Probably. Probably. Yeah. Okay. Maybe, we'll maybe see how on good. the lower end of uh, top tens, maybe, depending on the rest of the albums. <clears throat> we'll have to see how good this Architects album is. <laughs> you never know. <laughs> what is that coming out? I didn't, I didn't put my. I the put 21st. My the oh, okay. classic symptoms of a broken spirit. <laughs> quarantine, quarantine. <laughs> so, and I'm listening to Sly Withers, yeah. who was recommended to us by Dave. He just posted a song, and Mike was like, oh my God, I have to listen to this entire band now. And so instead of listening to their first two albums, like a sane person, he's just going to wait until I got, I got the 27th when this album is released. Okay, I got the 28th. So, yeah, so they... They had one album from 2016, which has the most frightening cover art of all time. Ooh, and then another one from 2021 that is less frightening. Oh, it's um, because it's men's feet. Okay. <laughs> I get it. I have to look at that cover art every day. And I am you don't not happy have, about you that. You don't have to look at your phone, bro. You can just put your phone in your pocket. I have to look at my phone to bring the album up. And it pops up before, and then I hit play. And I'm just like, oh, God. I'm to like be fair, eating, though. eating breakfast at the time. To be fair, it is pretty disgusting. Like Those are it some is. gnarly fucking feet. <laughs> I know. I'm sorry it, for the band member or the model who models <laughs> feet off of this you got some gnarly feet dude you need to get a pedicure that was pretty bad so <laughs> i i can't say that this is bad music at all it's very kind of folky strong australian accents yeah um i love the, a good australian accent bro it like smith street band kind of style yeah. just less jolly as you put it and less bar rock uh, yeah as they've grown to become um it was giving but, me like luca brassi vibes Did that i think yeah luca brassi too? vibes that dude's accent is not as real kind of yeah. stuff this, this, this guy it kind of comes in here and there his, his, his australian right. like but yeah this one the lead singer of uh sly withers like it, it really comes through yeah so i'm enjoying it so far um and yes, I listened to Vance Joy this past week, but I can save those reviews for another day if anybody's interested. Who is it's Vance not. Joy? Vance Joy is a man who loves to sing about love and all love-related things. And if you oh, think he's going nice. to sing a song not about love, you're mistaken because it's going to be about love. Oh, and how sweet. 
So he had an album back in June. Um, my wife's been listening to him for the last eight years, but I realized only five songs, only five songs have been cycling through her playlist. So uh, I decided to listen to all three of his albums. He's one of those they, casual, ca- casual fans, huh? And his first two albums are very good. His third one from this year, kind of 50-50. But uh, I, I recommend them for anybody who likes to listen to hours and hours of songs about love. I mean, it's a little nauseating at times, but it's all, it's all, it's all positive. It's all the opposite, the opposite of what Dan Campbell was talking about. What was the feeling that he was trying to get across? I forgot. Uh, not happy. Not happy. No, yeah. it's the opposite of not happy. What is the op- that? The opposite of not happy is not sad. <laughs> and and love. Oh, all right, you right. need is love. Yes. The Chargers just intercepted the ball with 150 left in the game. Anyway. Why can't we go to that game? Oh, because they're not, well, they're it's not in playing Houston. at home, right? Oh. Right. They were up 27 to 7 at the half. Now it is 34 to 24. So anyway, I need to bring potentially some news to the council. And <gasps> I figured I'd do it here okay. as opposed to doing it online. Because okay. I wanted I want to know, and you will probably vote this down because my wife voted it down when I told her, but remember the Cubs. I don't know if anybody is paying attention to the Cubs anymore, but I, I still am dag blasted. And I realized that we don't lie. You barely are. (laughs) I'm literally watching the game right now as we record this podcast. Um, I'm watching both. Did you know I could do that? (laughs) I have laptop computer tv i can watch three different games at once if i wanted to <laughs> but okay so the chargers presently their record is 72 and 86 okay. so there's only four games left including today's game okay. um obviously they can only win 76 games at max right now okay but they have a won their last seven games in a row b won their last 10 out of 11 and have the second best record in September compared to the rest of the major leagues right now. Now, if they win these last four games, that would give them 11 game winning streak to end the season, 14 of their last 15 to end the season, which is pretty strong. and, And again, they're a completely different team than they were at the beginning of the season. There's, maybe three guys who are in the starting lineup that are in today's starting lineup. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, and they're presently winning six to nothing in the fifth inning. So, nice. um, so th- th- this could be win number eight in a row. So I know I had mentioned if the Cubs won 81 games that I would qualify, have my qualifier. Yes. So now you want to amend so that. You want to amend that? Ad- I'm just thinking because of the strong September, what does the council feel? Is that worth it? Or again, my original intention was that it would be a, it would be a disappointment season if they won 81 games. Now it would be a successful season if they won 81 games, but they've obviously turned it around here. Mathematically speaking, they will not make, they will not meet that. No, the most they can win is 76 games so if just, they win yeah, the last four games of the season. five games here. shy, huh? That's a good yeah, So that's, I, that's not bad. You, you guys close. can think about it, ponder it. I, I I leave it up to the council because I've when I count up all the tracks of the year from our albums, I'm pretty far ahead. 
from what I can tell. You, yeah, I, I, I haven't updated the <laughs> list here. Uh, let's see, we got on your end. It looks like well, actually I did. Uh, you got you got Paramore here that is not coming out this year. No, um, and then the but only other one we're waiting on is ninety. Okay, we're gonna I, we're, we're gonna go through this really quick, but the but, but <laughs> before we move on, uh, so for the council out there again, if you want to join this the the skinhead council again, that's two ends, so it's not racist. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yes, this is I have the I have a, the spreadsheet open right here. So this is what the original bet was: the Cubs will finish the season with more than eighty-one wins. Now Adam had an original bet of uh they would they would end the season at eighty-one eighty-one. And I said, right. I couldn't in good conscience let you have an exact, <laughs> you know, ratio like that. So I said, if you get and that I, exactly right, you get two points. So and not I said happen. that because I thought that the Cubs were going to pick up a lot of big guys during the offseason. And they would have all this hype going into the season. And then they would have an unsuccessful 81 and 81 record and probably not make the playoffs. Mm-hmm. So it turned out they picked up one really good player. And then shipped away the rest of the folks in the bullpen to bring in a bunch of young guys that are really good. And so the, the future looks bright uh, at this point. But, but I didn't know that was the way it was going to pan however, out. <laughs> and however, to counsel, Adam is not in the clear yet. They have to win the next five games to make the it to 76? Four games. Okay. And they're already winning six to nothing today. So they're yeah, so they're probably going to win this game. So if they win the next four games, they will end the season with seventy six wins. Right, yeah, seventy six and eighty six would be their final record. Okay, I'm okay with that, but we're going <laughs> to leave. Remember the council. next the next three games after today are against the Cincinnati Reds, who have arguably the worst record in all the major <laughs> leagues. So it's in the bank. <laughs> Is that <what> you mean? <laughs> it's, they have to. They, they're they just. This is the third game against Cincinnati in Chicago, and then they play the next three games against the Reds in Cincinnati. So it's like six games against the Reds that they do to close out the season right now. Mm-hmm. It's bizarre. Okay. So here's so, what, they, here's what they you would need have to do, to... Adam. So uh, tomorrow when this episode comes out, uh, go ahead and post this question and reference the episode as well to the Skinhead <laughs> Council channel in our Discord, and then ask the, the, ask the, the council themselves if they're okay with okay. it. So it, 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 just, just it. make sure to reference that we had this conversation on the show and what exactly you want amended. Uh, and then okay. uh, should the council approve, we will, I'll make amendments to the, to the, to the, uh, um, to the spreadsheet because as we're looking at right now, the rest of Adam's bets, it looks like if he doesn't get this Cubs one, he's, he's, he's banking I have 78, on 78. I have 78 tracks. Okay, I have point. you down as seventy three, but we'll go through those right now. Um, but uh, but if Adam doesn't get this Cubs bet, he's looking at like a zero by the end of the year bet multiplier, which would give him his overall score of zero and an automatic loss. So it'll at least make the betting interesting, uh, Council. So maybe consider it uh, if you if 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 you're if you're feeling it in your hearts, you know. But uh, uh, so let's go over your songs really quick so i have 11 tracks for 1975 is that accurate yes 11 tracks um ozzy had 13 yes machine gun kelly had 15 yes 
Monsters and Men had four. Right. We, we're not counting the Slipknot has, track. Slipknot has 12. Yes. Red Hot Chili Peppers, 35. <laughs> oh, that's right. Okay, that's that's what it was. Because I didn't count. I haven't put in the new album yet. I, I'm just counting the 18 tracks off of Unlimited Love. 35. <laughs> There's 17 more tracks coming, baby. All right. But now I just redid my math, and it looks like you're up by one. I am up by one. You are right. No. 17 you're plus up by 10 one. for Tiny Moving Parts, 15 for Machine Gun Kelly, 10 for We Car, 16 for Frank Turner, 11 for Census Fail. I got you at 79, and me at 78. No, no, you're missing uh, Brave Faces, etc. We, we uh, The council counted that. So I got 10 tracks for there. So that's 89, and you're at 90. You're up by one. I thought we weren't counting Spanish love songs because of... I okay. thought we brought that to the council already. Okay, all right. Hold on. <laughs> Maybe we'll have need to work on this. A little yeah, bit. maybe we'll have this conversation <laughs> off air. But like, I think I, I, I need. I want to go back to the 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 council channel and then see what we ended up saying because I want to say that we we ended up counting that because and then we used the uh, uh, nothing nowhere as one takes as precedent for an album like that because they were all re-recorded and reimagined. Right, but we said nothing nowhere counted because there was a bunch of new songs that hadn't been released before. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, shit. Where so Spanish Council, Love Songs was... Council, I, I, I want to bring this to your table. So Adam very clearly said 81 games originally, and I think we should hold them to that. You know, I think it's unfair for... <laughs> Follow your heart, Council. Follow your heart whatever you guys want yeah so i guess you're you're, you're up no matter what so um well shit it's, a, it's up to the council <laughs> who would have thought that we would have been that close if that was the case yeah but that's fine i can get my singing chops in order thanks paramore for releasing your album too late assholes <laughs> but the, trophy yeah. eyes as well yeah <laughs> i got i still got the travis barker bet uh i still there's there's still time bringing the horizon there's still time. You can just <laughs> drop that EP whenever right. you're ready, guys. But uh, yeah. But again, I'd say if the Chargers lose one or Chargers, the Cubs lose one of these next four games, then this should be wiped. You are conceding the loss of that. Okay. All right. So yeah, that 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 that's the amendment council. It, it is in your hands now. Adam will post it to the council page uh, the on the Monday that this episode drops. And uh, yeah, we'll see. It's going to be a very close race because we're technically not out of the water yet as far as these bets go. Anything could happen. Weirder shit has happened uh, uh, with these bets. But uh, yeah, cool. I like it. I'm okay with it, but it's going to be up to the council. <laughs> right. And the Cubs. And the Cubs, of course. <laughs> <laughs> I guess they have to choose have to, to win, choose. right? Right, right. And it depends if the manager is just like, okay, all the good players are coming out. And we'll put in all the, the guys who haven't had any experience yet and the Cubs get killed 15 to 2 in one of these games. Mm -hmm. Anything can happen. Anything can happen. <laughs> it's, it, weirder shit has happened on, due to the skinny exactly. bets. But uh, I think like that'll do it. Chargers almost, Chargers almost losing that game today, but they came back and won. Well, they go, man. held the lead. If only so we yes, can. Yes, we're 2 and 2. 
only we can go to see a live Charger show that they actually win and not I mean, injure half do that their team. These days. You know, not <laughs> injure half their team. Is a uh, is a uh, is homeboy still doing well with his ribs? Yes, he played the whole game. He obviously threw for an insane amount of yards. One more time. So we'll just chalk it up Justin to Justin Herbert. Yeah, we'll we'll just chalk it up to Herbert's rib pain. <laughs> 340 yards today, two touchdowns, zero interceptions. Well, shit. Well, shit. He had 234 of those in the first half. Nice, dude. <laughs> so he, he, he sounds so, like he's doing really well. Or the drugs but remember, are really Mike, kicking in. He's, he's tough. Remember, he's a remember, tough boy. He's tough. He's a tough Tougher boy. than most. Yeah. I know. I agree. So uh, that'll do okay, it for this week's episode. I think that's episode. everything for today. Yeah, I everything agree, man. Today. I had a great time talking about these albums with you. Shocked and appalled in some parts, but you know what? It's fine, buddy. <laughs> Still love you. Still love the Wonder Years. Still love Devil Wears Prada. And I hope you guys had a great time uh, checking out these albums with us as well. Let us know what your guys' thoughts are. You can always talk to us over on Discord. The link to our Discord server is in the description below. It's free. It's open to the public. If you want to just hang out over there and maybe read along, laugh along with us, that's cool too. We got a lot of, or we got a handful of uh, Discord users who are just lurking. I see you guys logging in every there. It just just reading along. That's cool. <laughs> that's what it's for. You can participate as much <laughs> as you want to. We got some great people over there hanging out with us, uh, and uh, we you sent us an email as well over at the Skinny with Mike and Adam at gmail.com. You can hang out with me over on Instagram if you like over at Mike Wears Prada. And uh, and also, I want to give a huge shout-out here at the end to our, our, our mysterious benefactor, who has uh, once again uh, <laughs> don- started donating money to us uh, over on the donation page that we have set up uh, over at uh, anchor.fm. So thank you so much to mysterious benefactor. I hope you're doing well. Again, you don't have to do this. <laughs> We've been doing this for free for many for for like ten years now, and and, and the, the the fact that you're doing this on the bottom of your heart, like means a lot to us. And that money is going to go to a good cause at the end of the year. We're going to be using that money to buy the prizes for uh for the draft winners and and the bet winners. So so know that I, I your money is going to make some people help some people happy. I I don't know why we don't charge just like a three hundred dollar entrance fee for these things. I mean. Well, we do, would, but like I already spent sense. all that money on like Coke and and, oh. and prostitutes. Oh man! And they're not you cheap. And your prostitutes. They're not cheap though. They know? aren't. They aren't. You like the high quality ones, not only the Colton ones. Only the <laughs> <laughs> only the finest for your boy Mike there. So thank you, mysterious <laughs> benefactor, for funding my 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 prostitution and drug habit. You know, got, guys got to have hobbies. You know. <laughs> Right, right. <laughs> For my co-host, Adam, I am your co-host, Mike. And like we say, whenever we, you know, we're, we're, we, we just hope that it's cancer and not something else. <laughs> <laughs> um, we hope that it's cancer. Maybe we'll figure out what the opposite of sad is. One day, some poet day. is going to come up with a word that perfectly encapsulates the feeling that is not sad. Right. <laughs> I'd say listen to some Vance Joy if you want a little bit of that. Does he say <laughs> what the opposite of sad is? He does a couple of times, but oh. I can't remember what it was. I I, I just like, I, I, it came in my head and was gone. Like I couldn't even hold it in my head for too oh, long. Oh, interesting. Weird. So it's like he's, he speaks a different language. You just don't know that language. 
I know, Australian. <laughs> <laughs> what a mysterious place. 